the Rad All right, we're back at it again. Here's another episode of the Rad Broadcast. I'm producer Brandon. And I'm producer Amanda. And you're listening to the Rad Broadcast. It's okay. We got to do some more practice on that. Okay. Do you want me to come in at Rad or do you want me to come in at Broadcast? I thought we've always done Rad Broadcast together. Let's try this again. Okay. I'm producer Brandon. And I'm producer Amanda. And you're listening to the Rad Broadcast. Ta-da. See? Practice makes perfect. There we go. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. How's the sobriety going? <laughs> oh, it's it's going. I, I don't. I was gonna check and see how many days I was. Now that face reaction made it look like um, maybe had a drink. No, 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 no drinks. No, I haven't. Okay. Had, I have not had a drink. You just haven't I, had the countdown yet. Yeah, I'm at 24 days. Excellent. And Good I've for you. Saved 122 dollars and 17 cents. That's good. Um, no, it's just been real. I've really been struggling. I think just because I know I'm giving myself a year, and I have things coming up where I'm like, "Fuck, I'm gonna want a mimosa, or I'm mm-hmm. gonna want this, or you know, um, going to Reno for the Bill Burr concert." And I'm like, "Fuck, I want it. I love the little Bloody Mary bar at that one particular." lounge that has the british old dude you know i i can't remember the name of that lounge but um yeah just there's just all these things that i'm like fuck can't drink there fuck can't drink there so what are you going to do to combat those urges well what i did in the past because i when i was 26 or 27 i think 27 i quit drinking for a year and so what i would do is i would just order a soda like a club soda with lime and then because I had something to drink, I, that's, you know, I just drank that and kind of tricks your fine. mind a little bit. Yeah, I was fine. Um, but yeah, the goddamn mimosas, those are the things. That Is that really... your Achilles heel? Well, right before I stopped drinking, champagne was like my go to drink. Um, Didn't you get a... like headaches from drinking too much champagne? It's so sugary and sweet. I'd always get really bad headaches when I drank champagne. No, I sometimes when I would drink particular wines, I'd get a bad headache. Um, but it's usually, usually due to copious amounts or just terrible wine. Yeah, well, I drank shitty wine, mm-hmm. I couldn't afford anything nice. But, um, when I'm in a bar, I usually get a gin and tonic, so that's why I just am gonna do the club soda and the lime and kind of trick my brain that it's a gin and tonic. There you go, that's smart. So that's that's uh, it's just been rough. All right, it well, has been rough. Good job, keep it going. I know that it is it is rough, but you know, you, the, each day you just take one day at a time, and the next day you wake up and you feel better from not having a hangover and you get that sense of accomplishment of not drinking again. Yeah, yeah it's a good thing. I just uh, I just passed uh, the today as we record this is nine months oh congratulations oh thank you um can't say it's been rough really because at this point it's just kind of normal everyday life i don't i don't really have to it's okay i'll I'll, I'll admit it i lately have been thinking man i just want a beer i feel like i've fucking earned it i feel like i've been working my ass off i feel like life has been stressing me out to the fucking max Uh all i want is a goddamn beer i deserve it right i've earned this goddamn (laughs) beer right but I um, I have issues, so I'm not allowed to. So, yeah. poo on me. What are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> you get you... there. You're. That's only a couple of months now. 
Yeah, and you know, I, if even if I do continue to drink, it'll be definitely in less amounts and more responsibly. Blah blah blah. I I don't even know if I want to. It's just yeah. you know, I I do crave it, and I feel like I've earned it. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. You you do you work your ass off to a point where. You just want to settle down and relax. And I've been having such bad anxiety before I go to bed that I think, man, if I just had a, a a drink of, if I just had a drink to kind of calm my nerves, maybe I wouldn't be tossing and turning all night. So I'm actually, I I purchased a um a weighted blanket, which is used yeah. for like, you know, people with ADHD or, or kids with autism. And I've heard wonderful things. It's not fucking cheap, but um, I, I hope it works. I, I will get it on Friday, so I'll find out if it does, but sleep has been awful. Yeah, but what about the tweeds? Isn't that what helps you with the weeds? Tweeds? <laughs> the weeds. Oh, yeah, it, it does to a point, but to be quite honest, I, I'm not smoking as much as I used to oh, anymore. Well, I, that's good. It is, because I feel like I'm more, I, I have more responsibilities now than ever, so I, I don't have any room for error. And mm-hmm. it's so easy to 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 smoke a joint or smoke a bowl and just relax and forget that you have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of this interview that I heard uh, Dave Grohl do when he was asked about his marijuana consumption. He was like, you know, at, cert- at a certain point, you just got to grow up. And it's one of those, it, it, it turned into that relatable moment for me where I was like, you know, I, I do enjoy it and it does help me with my appetite and my anxiety um, but I could, I think I could do better without it. So I've been working out a lot more. I've been trying to retrain my mind to function without it. And yeah. I've been slowly weaning off, which has been good because I, you can get sucked into these routines of packing the bowl and and having it all, all this stuff around like the, the paraphernalia, habit. just having the habit around yeah. was kind of bringing me down. So mm-hmm. I even locked up all of my 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 pipes and my jars full of medicine in with my booze in my in my liquor cabinet so it's all just kind of sitting there together out of sight out of mind and i'll only pull it out every once in a while just to just to relax and yeah but i i really want to be able to relax without something right and if i could do it in a natural way and i know you know marijuana is natural it's legal and i do have a, a prescription for it but I don't necessarily want to rely on it. Right. And I just can I'm just getting to that point where it's not really doing much for me and it's bringing me down more than anything. So have, have you started your yoga thing? Oh yeah. 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 How's I'm, that going? Uh, good. It's not like a day to day challenge. I'm, I'm really, I'm rotating a lot of my stuff. So mm-hmm. like on my off days I'm doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, but like yesterday was leg day. Um, but, my wife and I are incorporating arms in every day because mm-hmm. we have a trip coming up in a couple of months and we want to kind of be bathing suit ready. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, we're, we're kind of going heavy and, and hard fast at the, at the beginning to get the foundation going. So it's like arms and legs one day, then arms and, and core the other day, and then right. arms and legs the other day, and then yoga to rest. Oh, so nice. yeah, it's working out really well. Um, and eventually... We'll we'll move from our living room doing the workouts in the living room to walking down the street to our uh, local fitness center, just to kind of you know level up and yeah. and use the use the weight machines. We have a weight machine here in the building, but I feel like if we uh, make it a point to walk from my house to the to the gym, mm-hmm. it'll uh, get us warmed up, yeah. give us that opportunity to kind of get the blood flowing, and then work out. 
get it all sweated out and then walk back to cool off. And I feel like that will help us kind of get more into it mentally and, and put us, put, make it a little bit more, uh, uh, responsible and, and, um, I'm trying to find the word and it's just escaping <laughs> me, but anyway, but it would put you in, out. it would put you in a routine yeah, and routine. get you ready. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for finding mm-hmm. that word. Have you uh, been watching any new shows on Netflix or anything lately? Uh, no, not any. I, I saw that new movie, uh, The Shape of Water, yeah, but I haven't really been watching Netflix as much. Um, I thought it was amazing. It was great. It was right. beautiful to watch. Um, I didn't have really any preconceived notion about what it was about, because um, I didn't see the trailer or anything like that. The trailer's pretty vague, too. Yeah. Well, Even I, if you do see it, it's yeah. just like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. There's a sea monster and, and a woman falls in love with it. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, I didn't want to give that away, but yeah. Well, it's uh-huh. kind of an obvious if you have seen the trailer that <laughs> there's like some sort of tension, love interest between a sea monster and this woman. Yeah. So I didn't know. My brother went to go see it, and he is he said that it's straight out of the Hellboy comic strips, and or the comic books. And so I was like, oh well, this sounds interesting. Let me go check it out. And um. Yeah, it was it was really great. It was really beautifully done. The characters are great. Um, you know the dad from Step da- from Step Brothers, um, who is not Will Ferrell's dad, but the other guy's dad. Mm-hmm. So he is in it. He's kind of a main character. He's the next door neighbor to the girl who's mute, and he's like this closeted gay guy that lives with his cats. And he's he's great. Like and their little movie's... friendship is cute. It takes takes place in the '60s, so it, yeah. this closeted gay guy is that's why he's closeted because it's not the yeah, norm not at a, the time. It's not, it's not acceptable. Yeah, and then um, she is a like janitor lady custodian at this big lab, and that's where they have the sea monster. And so her and her friend coworker who is Octavia Spencer, she was in the Help. Mm-hmm. Um, she's fucking hilarious. She is funny. Yeah, she's she's a great character. And so they get assigned to clean this particular lab room, and that's how they find out that there's a sea monster. Um, but yeah, it's just it's really funny. There's some sad parts. There's some holy shit, please don't pull your fingers off part, like gross parts. Um, there's some. It's it's got like everything. gory, like horror. Yes, gory like I had type? to cor- oh, wow. I had to cover my eyes. Wow, my, my friend. Um, Rebecca that was with me, she she's a funeral director, so that stuff doesn't phase her. So I was like covering my eyes, and she's like, "I'll tell you when it's over," because mm. it's fucking gross. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen any of the movies by Guillermo del Toro, like uh, like a Pacific Rim job or <laughs> um, Pan's Labyrinth? Or yeah, like Pan's that? Labyrinth. Yeah. He's a great director. Yeah. Every, everything that he's ever done has always been so visually outstanding. Yeah, I think he beautiful. did Hellboy as well. Yeah, he did. Um, so, you know, this in, in his world is is to be so highly acclaimed by the Oscars is great for him. So, you yeah. know, for all those movie nerds out there, this is one of those to see. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, the whole movie is beautiful. And then the storyline, you know, he wrote it, directed it, everything. So it's really a unique story i feel like so it was good it was fresh and new and beautiful F- fish fresh fish fresh yeah <laughs> does the does the sea monster actually talk because I, I you know the woman's mute so she can't talk to the sea monster does the sea monster talk to her they communicate but not through words like telepathically no 
God, you just make well, me say everything. <laughs> sea monsters, and you know, I don't they, know how um, much belief we're supposed to suspend so here. She uses sign language, and not everybody knows the sign language, but she. The her coworker knows the sign language and her neighbor uses the sign language and she starts to teach the sea monster sign language so mm. oh, they, okay. they can communicate that way wow and, and obviously the lab people don't want this monster to be humanized or anything right they, no. they, they, they want yeah. to contain him for experiments and all that and... yeah they want to learn they're trying to learn everything they can so that they have an advantage over russia because it's in the cold war setting oh. and so they they don't want him to escape or anything or escape and um the villain or the boss guy that's the evil guy he's played did you ever see boardwalk empire no, I, I haven't. It's one of those on the list that I'll get, get around to when I can. So it's a really great show. And in that show, there's this pro, prohibition agent that is kind of this horrible guy. Um, and, well, he ends up not being horrible, actually, I think, in that show. But, Spoiler alert. Um, so his name's Michael Shannon, the actor. And he, oh, I love him as an actor. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he's a great actor. And so he plays the bad guy in this, and he's just like... You can't help but hate him, but yeah. he's a great actor. Yeah, he was, um, oh man, I can't remember his name and the nerds are going to kill me, but he was the bad guy in the first Superman movie, Man of Steel. Oh. Um, God damn it, I can't remember the name. <laughs> anyway, he he's just one of those actors that is just, I even if he's a bad guy, I just can't turn away. He's He's amazing. Yeah, so there's this other movie that he was in, and I'm sure it's just like this out movie. It's called Revolutionary Road, and it's based on a book. Oh, I heard of that. Um, it's a really great movie. I watched the whole behind-the-scenes th- thing because they filmed it inside of this house, and they wanted it to feel like claustrophobic and hot, and just the acting is really great. And he's kind of a bad guy ish character mm. in in that movie too and he's just so phenomenal he goes all like he gets into the character and just goes for it he was also in that movie uh elvis and nixon oh i didn't see that yeah well i don't know if you're gonna want to see it now because the the guy who played nixon is kevin spacey and oh. uh but but michael shannon plays elvis oh and it take it this movie is elvis yeah, and it, it, when you see it, and when you see him, it's kind of comical because he doesn't look anything like right. Elvis, but he acts like him, talks like him, and um, as as much as I can imagine him acting and talking like. But this this movie takes place or is based on a real event when Elvis demanded to meet the president, who was Nixon <laughs> at the time, uh-huh. so that he could become an FBI agent to help protect the country. Like, he, oh, Elvis! Yeah, he was Crazy. out there. He's a fucking wacko. Uh, but this is a great. It was a great movie, and I think I, I think I, I could watch it again, knowing that Spacey was playing Nixon, mm-hmm. um, because it's just such a kind of weird movie, and it it because it did actually take place. It was just an interesting kind of fun, um, not nothing too politically serious or or anything. Yeah. It was just just how they had the two polar opposite types of people, Elvis and Nixon talking to each other in the white house and, and Elvis being like, yeah, look, Nixon, I need myself an FBI badge. I would be interested in seeing it just to see Michael Shannon play Elvis. Yeah, Cause good. I couldn't picture that, but yeah, it's really good. He's it's a great a, actor. It's an Amazon original. So you can find oh, it on okay. there. Um, note to the nerds. I remember what the, what the bad guy in man of steel was. General Zod is what he oh, played. There you yeah. go. 
Um, speaking of the Netflixes and the Hulus and all that other stuff, I did just see a movie on Netflix called uh, Futile, Stupid, and Stupid Gesture. I started to watch that yesterday. With Will Forte? Yes. Yeah, I could not walk away from this movie as soon as I turned it on. I, I think it, it popped up on Netflix on Friday on, on the, the 26th. Top, right? Yeah, because it was just released and um, it was it was actually, it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival earlier uh, this year. So um, when they released it, I was like, I don't know anything about National Lampoon. I don't right. know anything about the history, but basically it's, it's, it's the story about Doug Kenny, who is the um, founder of the National Lampoon magazine and his career from college all the way up to th- uh, the movies that he made, um, Animal House and Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. And I, I could totally relate to this guy in this, in this, I could totally relate to Doug Kenny in, in the sense of some of the things that he goes through in, in his career and his struggles with, with uh, substance abuse and all this stuff I had no idea about, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And do you like Will Forte? I love Will Forte. The he's, man, the last man on earth is I, what he's. I, yeah. I love that show. I freaking love that show and I love him. Um, and I started to watch that yesterday, funny enough, but it was one of those ones that I knew that I really needed to invest, like watching it and the son had to do homework and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, let me just pause this. I'll watch it on the weekend. Oh yeah. Um, but it looked it, from the very beginning, it was hilarious. Super good, super good writing and very well made. It's actually based off of a book of the same name. So I don't know. I, I know that it's, it's all based around Doug Kinney's life. But it's I don't know how much of it is is glorified for Hollywood, but oh, uh-huh. man, the shenanigans that they were doing, what they were getting themselves into mm-hmm. while making the National Lampoon magazine, like cocaine and <laughs> sex and drugs, rock and roll. It was it was quite a time to be alive, I'm sure. Yeah, well, from what I could see of Will Forte, he was doing a great a great job. Yeah, of, he's funny. Yeah, he just uh, he's so his delivery is so unique. I think and yeah. It's just, I don't know. He's so goofy and dorky that he just he just makes me laugh in anything. He's a very niche actor. I think he's going to he's one of those polarizing people that that will now I think he's finally picking up steam as like a as like a respect a respected actor. Mm-hmm. The Last Man on Earth isn't like a huge successful show. It's still going. Mm-hmm. So people are still liking it and still watching it, but I I didn't expect it to last this long because I feel like he he is he is good at acting so much. I think that he could do so much better than this show, uh, for my in my opinion, because well, I didn't really like Last Man on Earth. Well, I I love it, and the kids and I watch it together. Um, I think it's hilarious, mm-hmm. and where they've gone with it is just so out there. I, I think it's funny. Um, I'm glad that it's still around because I want to see like. I don't think it's going to be able to sustain very many more seasons. Yeah, they'll have to end it. At some yeah. Point. So I'm. I'm looking forward to where it goes. I hope they don't cancel it. Yeah. But A Futile and Stupid Gesture, that movie, absolutely amazing. If you have nothing going on, drop everything and watch that movie right now. It's really good. Uh, We got a a couple of podcast uh, or Dr. Prod letters. Dr. Prod. Um, One covering some anxiety and another dirty Dr. Rob. Uh, But I wanted to get this one out of the way because it's kind of a nice story. And it's referring to one of our previous episodes, uh, episode number seven. Uh, where we were talking about kind of my last moments with with my mom and saying goodbye and oh, how I used Reiki yeah. to kind of uh, say goodbye to her uh, posthumously. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is from Katie. 
You got me hook, line, and sinker, she says. Uh, let me just say, I feel like I was meant to listen to this broadcast. Episode 7 is what she's Aww. referring to. Uh, my mom passed away about a month ago, and the day my mom passed away, I was home. I, perform, I performed CPR on her, and so did the EMTs. That was the day I started to see the hand of Fatima. Do you know what that is? No. The hand of Fatima is is the, I, I, I should have printed out a picture, but it's... um. The Hamsa hand is an ancient Middle Eastern amulet symbolizing the hand of God. In all faiths, it is a protective sign. It brings its owner happiness, luck, health, and good fortune. The Hamsa hand is a wide variety of different spellings, which includes Hamesh, Hamsa, Chamsa, and Kamsa. Um, it's that hand that kind of looks like it's got two thumbs. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Three fingers in the middle and then two thumbs going on the yeah, other side. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So it's kind of one of those hippy-dippy symbols. Is there an symbols. eye in the middle? Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I know so, exactly what that is. Apparently, the letter writer Katie was was starting to visualize this after her mom died, which is, you know, kind of a, it could be a symbol that you already kind of had in your subconscious, but it could also be one of those visions that you might have that brings you peace and happiness. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, she goes on to say, I have since gotten the hand of Fatima tattooed on me to know she is with me all day. And I feel like that's a good thing to do, especially if you lose somebody, you know, if, if you are willing to, if you want to dedicate a piece of your body in a tattoo form to, to pay tribute to a loved one. I, I did the same thing. I put my mom's initials on my wrist to kind of re- constantly remind me that she's always there. And, you know, if I'm ever feeling down, I can just look down and, oh, yeah, there's there's her, there's her initials. Yeah, I have my parents' initials on my back, but I feel like I want to get something else for them because I can't see that. So, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes, like, my back tattoo, I forget that I have it sometimes, even though, like, my whole back is done. Yeah, you can't look and at it all the time. The top part is for my parents, but, yeah, I never see it. Yeah, so she she goes on to say, in a way, I see her and think about her every time I look at it. You know, oh, similar yeah. reasons why I got mine. Um, that day, I was not able to say goodbye. It all happened so fast. So when I heard about the Reiki sessions and your energy healer, I immediately knew that this was her saying to do this. Aww. So, you know... If you believe in this sort of thing, you know, if if this is like a, a sign or maybe I was the guide or just your guide pointed you to the direction of this pod, this particular episode for you to know, hey, maybe this is a way to to reach out to your mom and say goodbye. Absolutely. Um, so this this episode, she says, is my, my way of finding out that this is my mom's way of telling me to say goodbye. Um, so she says, so thank you, Brandon, Amanda, for opening your lives to us maggots and helping us see we are not alone. I thought that was very nice. That is so nice. I'm glad that you were able to find peace and that uh, you are able to get that closure. All right. This next one comes from Allison. She says, hi, producers. Hello. I love the podcast and, of course, the Rad Show. The Rad Show is the regular show that we do on Terrestrial Radio, <laughs> 98 Rock, K-Dot, and Reno, and this we're the producers doing the podcast behind the scenes, blah, 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 blah. Email us, rad at radradio.com. <laughs> How was that? That was great. Was that okay? You got all the information in there. Awesome. She just wants, she's, uh, Allison says, I just wanted to thank Amanda for talking about her anxiety and ask her a question. Oh, okay. I got very sick with Epstein-Barr virus for eight months. Oh, no. Do you know what EBV is? I know that, is that the one where your face can go numb? I'm not sure, but the, the I, I went up and got the definition of it just so we knew what we're talking about here. The Epstein-Barr virus, also called the human herpes virus 4, 
is one of the eight known human herpes virus types in the herpes family and is one of the most common viruses in humans and it is best known as the cause of infectious mononucleosis. Oh, so it's mono. basic, basically mono. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but, you know, her, herpes has many different variations. It's not always the cold sores on the lips or on, or on the genitals. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it could be very many different things. Um, so she goes on to say, after she's had EBV for eight months, during that time, the virus affected me in terrible ways, both mentally and physically. I started waking up at 1 or 2 a.m. Uh, with major chest pain and uh, not being able to breathe. I would be super dizzy and couldn't walk. It has left me with a fear of sleeping. Oh, no. It has also affected my physical activity because now I have turned into a hypochondriac and think there's something wrong with my health or heart. I have had tons of chest x-rays and MRIs. All is good, according to the doctors, and I just can't get over it, though. Do you have any advice? Thanks. Well, I don't know if you spoke to a psychiatrist. I'm going to psychiatrist, Dr. Amy Ellis. She's in Roseville, um, and she specializes in depression and anxiety. Um, And I I love her. So maybe if you saw a psychiatrist and you could work with somebody that specializes in in anxiety. But the other thing is, is um, if you're dealing with PTSD from this this virus, you may want to look into a type of therapy that's called EMDR. And I can't remember exactly what the, the acronym is, but it's like eye movement reprocessing something or other. Um, and it helps you deal with, you know, trauma. So you might want to try that. Um, and then, God dang, that's, that sucks that she can't sleep. Yeah, in the, in the immediate, maybe something that can help call calm your mind and your anxiety try meditating yeah try making a peaceful spot in your house maybe in a room um dim the lights uh make it quiet make it comfortable just sit down legs crossed close your eyes and start breathing and and really get into tune with your breath and maybe that will help you kind of just calm your nerves initially but i agree i think that th- you might be suffering from some sort of ptsd mm-hmm. with this disease especially if you're feeling like you're a hypochondriac and you're always going to the doctor going what's wrong with me what's wrong with me and they're constantly saying nothing's wrong with you that could cause some uh, some more severe issues down the road if you don't tackle that head on right away yeah and so over the last year when i've been dealing with panic attacks it's usually when i wake up um and i'll go right into a panic attack and it's fucking horrible um but one of the things that i have been doing when i realize okay i'm having an anxiety attack i just repeat to myself i'm okay my family's okay everybody's okay like i just repeat find something that you can repeat almost like a mantra um for me it's just telling myself that i'm okay my family's okay everybody's okay you know um and then that kind of calms me down um, but it's fucking scary when you're mm-hmm. going through that kind of shit. Um, and I totally understand the not being able to sleep because you're afraid to go to sleep. I was going through that with knowing when I woke up, I was going to have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with the meditation and this getting in touch with your breath and find something that you can tell yourself over and over again that will reassure you. And that kind of, it kind of helps just snap you out of it. Yeah, and we, I mean, if it sounds like she has some some decent health coverage, if he's mm-hmm. going and getting MRIs and stuff, I mean that that shit's not cheap. Um, yeah. But I I really do recommend going to see some sort of therapist, 
maybe not a psychiatrist right off the bat. Maybe somebody that you could just talk to, get this off your chest. Yeah. Ooh, no pun intended. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, just, just, just try to, just try to take care of yourself and, and, and don't freak out. I know that's not really, that's the last thing that somebody who's suffering from an anxiety attack to hear mm-hmm. is don't freak out. Yeah. Cause you can't, that's not going to be the magic fix. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's tough. I, I, I don't, I've never experienced something like that where I've gotten so sick that I was scared that I was going to be that sick again. Yeah. That's terrifying. I think maybe just looking up somebody that if you're going to do a therapist, um, a talk therapist, look for somebody that specializes in anxiety and that would be a good place to start. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there because yes. there is a high demand for that. All right. This next Dr. Prod letter is a little dirty. Ooh. Um, it is from Trevor. He says, Brandon and Amanda, hey guys. What up? Thanks for the amazing idea for a podcast broadcast. Yes, 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 you're <laughs> welcome. You both bring an amazing element to the Rad Show, and it's even cooler to hear you both just bullshit with each other about life. I couldn't <laughs> ask for a better broadcast. I do have a, I do have a somewhat dirty topic to touch on, and I feel like this is a perfect forum, and you all might understand me. It's sexual, so if you're a ninny, then you might want to stop listening. Well, if you're a ninny, then you probably aren't listening to this anyway. Yeah, no kidding. Trevor says, I am gay and I am a top. So that typically means that he's the enforcer. He's the he's the pitcher. He's, he's the one the that, dominant. Yeah, he's the one that likes to be uh, the more dominant person in the couple. Um, but this is this is where it gets kind of, you know, he, he wants the advice here. Or maybe just to feel like he's normal. Um, but he likes to be bossed around. That's what he says. Okay. The reason I write this is because I feel like being bossed around is categorically placed in the bottom role, which is kind of true. I guess I just need some self-gratification knowing I'm not alone and it's okay. I can't seem to find porn where a dominant top gets told how to perform, and to me it's just so hot. My boyfriend tells me how to have sex with him. I feel like it is so much more gratifying because not only am I being turned on by him telling me what to do, but I also know for a fact I'm pleasing him because he's telling me what he wants me to do. It's a best of both worlds situation. Love you both and Don and Rob, of course. Well, of course. I guess that's it. I mean, does he, he just wants to know if he's normal for being a top but wanting to be dominated while being a top. Well, he does. He doesn't even want to be dominated. He wants to be. He wants somebody to say like, "Yeah, fuck me like that," or "Fuck me," you know, whatever. I don't think that's weird at all. I, I think that's. I mean, maybe you're not finding it in porn because porn is going to go sometimes like very stereotypical. But if it's in your relationship and that's how your relationship works, I mean, when I'm with dudes, I have no problem being dominated, but then also saying like, "Yeah, do you know, mm. keep keep right there," or you know hold my hips or whatever the fuck it is that I'm going to say. Um, and then with girls, um, I kind of, I kind of go back and forth. I don't, I don't necessarily need to be a top or bottom. Mm. Um, so I think that, I think that's fine. You probably just aren't finding it in porn. So maybe you feel like you're out on an Island, but I don't think you are. I absolutely don't think you're out on an Island. And I think that Amanda's right there. The porn is very specific when you get to, when you're looking for, you know, top dominance and, and you're not going to find porn where it's like top dominated by sub because that's like kind of counterproductive yeah. for the porn you're, you're, you're searching for. Um, but what you're describing, I think, is more of like considered a switch. Mm. So you like to be the top. You like to be the more masculine partner in the relationship or in bed. Um, but you also like that 
to be controlled. Like maybe you have, you have too much control in your life. You're too um, type A in your normal life, but in the bedroom, you want to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. You could still be technically the top, but to be dominated by your subservient, it's kind of like you're almost a switch. Does that make sense? Like, it, yeah. the, if you're a top and, and then you want to switch it up a bit, then you're a bottom. I think there's an, a, you can call it a verse, too. Yeah, there you go. Versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, don't pigeon your, pigeonhole yourself. Like, if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. Yeah, and I, if it's working in your relationship, that, then you're then that's fine. Yeah, it, it's not common, the type of stuff that you're into. And it, it, if you're so hung up on the on the word being if of the fact that you're the top of the label mm-hmm. then yeah you're probably not going to find that niche um that niche thing like there's certain things that I'm into that I I try to search on porn that you can't find because right. it's so like unique you know very specific yeah it's like two legs over the head with one <laughs> one sucker and one blower and yeah. you know you get into the specifics of of your particular kinks and it might be a little bit harder to find in the porn world because they're pretty specific. Um, yeah. So I hope that helped, Trevor. I mean, good for you for being uh, secure enough and knowing what you're into. Yeah. Not a lot of people can do that. All right. This last email is uh, about other podcasts. You know, th- this whole podcast phenomenon and and uh, we're, we're doing this to, just to kind of like, you know, kind of give an inside look and a behind the scenes look at our lives and, and a, just a different variation of what the regular show is. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we also like to suggest and take suggestions of other podcasts because oh, yeah. that's kind of what the podcast world does. We're all pimping each other out and we're all <laughs> sharing each other's uh, platforms because it's kind of a big online community of entertainment, right? Yeah. So Chris has a, uh, has a couple of suggestions, which I think you've already talked about and suggested it as well so we'll just oh, okay. we'll go by them one by one uh chris says love the new podcast he's a longtime listener for the rad show and he says i've heard a lot of mentioning of true crime podcasts you still listen to those oh podcasts? yes yeah. all the time but i've yet to hear any of my favorites mentioned oh how okay. dare we <laughs> the show i cannot get enough of is sword and scale okay sword and scale i can't listen to why not um, I don't like the guy, the host of the guy, the, that particular thing. I know that people do like it, but, um, it gets, it, there was one episode, I think it's episode 20 that somebody was like, you should listen to sword and scale episode 20, blah, blah, blah. It's super dark. It's super creepy. So I listened to it and it was fucking horrible. Like it was so creepy that I couldn't stand it. And so it just got, it was too, it was too much for me. Too dark. Too yeah, gruesome, I don't, maybe? Like, I don't want to hear about people eating children. Oh. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Like live children? Like, but, or they were killing the kids and then eating it them? It was a community of online people um, that were talking about their next victims and cooking their body parts oh and my all this God. stuff. And, like, where to get the children and all this stuff. So it was just— This happened too- recently? It was episode 20, I think, of Sword and Scale. Right, but the people eating, like this online community? Oh, I have no idea. I can't remember. Wow. But I listened to that, and then there was a couple other ones where I just don't like the way that the stories are presented. Um, I don't necessarily think they're done in a very respectful way. Mm. So I just got turned off from it. I never went back. And, And I, to be fair, I didn't really give it a... 
very long try. Mm. I listened to like a couple and then that was it. So maybe if I were to go back from it, but I really, I have so many other true crime podcasts or podcasts that I, that I, I just don't care to go back to. You've that got, one. you've already got your faves. You don't need it. Yeah. Um, so would you say that sword and scale is more of a shocking type of thing? It definitely. More than informative and entertaining. Definitely. The ones that I listen to mm. are very like gory type of situations that I don't want to listen to. Fair enough. Um, he goes on to say also worth checking out is up and vanished. Oh, I have listened to Up and Vanished, and I do like that. Um, it's like people miss, missing people stories. Ooh, do they ever like what's what's the craziest one you've heard so far? You remember? Oh, I can't, rem- I can't remember. But they came out with a new one. Up and Vanished came out with a new one, and oh, I can't remember. Is it like a it. spinoff podcast? It, well, it's done by the same people, and mm. I, know, I, can't, I think it's called Atlanta Monster. Okay, and. Um, that one I just started listening to. It's it's like number two or one or two in the um, poop in the podcast uh, categories right mm-hmm. now, and it is about a killer in Atlanta. So this is the thing with true crime pro- podcasts. I like ones where they like delve into the person's mind and like their background and all that stuff. I don't necessarily like I do want to hear the details of how they killed the people, but not like super gory. I'm more into it like what made this person snap or what the you know, was their upbringing? I like to get Hmm. the kind of the psychology of it more than the gory details. Like the investigative portion of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I love the going through the cop files and stuff. Yeah. The forensic profiling and all that stuff. I love that kind of stuff, but I don't want to hear two people talking about how they ate a kid. Boiled their bones. Yeah. But the up and vanished (laughs) one is uh, it's not like that. And I've listened to a couple um, and then that same up and vanished people have, I believe it's called Atlanta Monster. How about uh, S Town and Sworn are the last two that he suggests. So S Town is amazing. I don't, I've never heard of the other one. Sworn. Yeah, I never heard of that. Okay. Um, but S Town is it follows this guy John Mclemore, and he. Oh, I love Mclemore. Thrift <laughs> shop. Not that. Not that. Oh, different Mclemore. Yeah, mm. he is um, this guy that. Grew up in some southern town. I can't remember now. Um, but he fucking hates it. And he is very liberal and has like, you know, believes in all these different things. But where he, I want to say it's Alabama or somewhere, where he is, is fucking, you know, they don't believe in any of that stuff. And hmm. um, he is a clock fixer. And it's like a very antiquated old thing. Um but he made a bunch of money off of people like clock collectors sending him the clocks. It's really, hmm. really fascinating because you think the story is going to go one way and then it totally twists the other way. And the John McLemore guy, he's just so interesting and captivating the way his mind works. Um, and then the other people in the story, it's just it's a really, really good story. And I think it's only... I know it's less than 10 episodes. It's either eight or six. So it was just a limited run. Yeah. It's just, it's um, from the people that did serial. So it's that same kind of production quality. Who brought you Count Chocula and Lucky Charms? No, who brought you um, serial is the um, kind of the big podcast that broke everything with the Adnan Syed and Heyman Lee um, story uh, about 
Adnan, who is convicted of killing Heyman Lee, and that was his girlfriend. But it's anyway, from those same people, they brought you S-Town and S-Town is really good. Also, another one to um, to listen to if this guy, what's his name again? Chris. Chris. Uh, if you haven't listened to Dirty John, I would definitely listen to Dirty John. It's great. That sounds. That just sounds funny. What do you? That just sounds like a sexual act. Oh, I got a Dirty John last night. Oh, well, sweet. Yeah, Dirty John. It's about this mom's uh, boyfriend and their relationship and what happens to him and stuff like that. It's re- it's really really great. So, Chris, you can go suck it because uh, apparently we have talked about a lot of your favorites, <laughs> and uh, Amanda just covered all of them for you. So. Well, <laughs> Well, I don't know what Sworn is. Well, you'll have to check it out and report so. back. But apparent, basically, what I'm gathering here is you don't really like the same ones that he likes, um, but you are suggesting better ones for Chris, which well, is Well, I do like S-Town. S-Town was amazing. Up and Vanished is pretty good, too. But Sword and Scale? Sword and Scale is... I, I think there are a lot of people that like it. It's just not for me in mm. particular. Because I don't want to hear about dead kids. Fair enough. And Chris Finas uh, finishes off the letter uh, with a question for me. He says, Brando, curious if you still frequent B-Sharp Barbershop or have you moved on? I am currently hunting for a new barbershop to call home and trust rad recommendations. Yes, I do go to B-Sharp Barbershop. Uh, it's on Auburn Boulevard in Sacramento. And that's where you see the haircut I got today. Woo-hoo. But you can't see it because you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> but yes, I do go there. Um, and my barber is expecting a kid in the next week, oh, so sweet. his schedule is going to be limited, uh, but they do have other barbers there that, that do a, a phenomenal job. Absolutely great place to go. I actually also go to a barber shop, but it's in Sacramento. So if you guys booked my girl, well, they it's called Jimmy's Barber Garage, and they have a bunch of people, uh, and I see Emily. Yimmy. Yeah, it's down on a... Uh, 20, 24th and J. I can't remember. Did you ever go to a Spanish Fly? No, no. I have a friend that works or worked there. I don't know if he still yeah. does. I don't know. I think I've I've heard good things. It's one of those really nice, pricey salons. Yeah, I, I had a, a friend that worked there, Anthony. I don't know if he still does. Yeah, there's. It's hard. It's hard to find a good barber salon haircut mm-hmm. hairstylist or whatever for good prices. And B Sharp is. Very reasonable prices, and one of the things that got me going at first was they give you a complimentary beverage yeah. of choice yeah. from water to whiskey. And, of course, I would go in for my chilled Jameson every time, and <laughs> I, I've since had to I've had to shelve the, the Jameson, but he's still got it waiting for me. Every time I go in, I'm like, okay, I'm only nine, I'm nine months now, yeah. three months ago, and still going to have my Jamo with my haircut. And, uh, yeah, so he, he's, he always jokes. He says, yeah, I got it in the freezer for you whenever you're ready. Yeah, and I have the same problem because I we, they offer you coffee, tea, or wine, mm-hmm. or beer. And uh, so I just am getting – you get in the habit of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get my hair cut and have my wine. And, mm-hmm. and then the um, girl asked me, like, oh, do you want anything to drink? And I'm like, yeah, I'll just have hot tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have a LaCroix. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, but pretty oh. much. Yeah, so B Sharp Barbershop or uh, Jimmy's Barber Garage if you're down in Sacramento. Jimmy's Barber Garage. Mm-hmm. All right, if you have any questions for the Rad Podcast or next time, go ahead and email us at rad at radradio.com. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review us because that helps us get noticed some more. Yep, that mm-hmm. shows our visibility for everybody else to see us. So make us more visible. Yes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next time. Namaste. Hey, fuckers. Bye. The Rad.
Lab Broadcast.